Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I am your host today, Craig Williams, leading us in this very fun conversation about the future of Walt Disney World. And today I am joined alongside by my great friends, including Rhino. Hello. And Hannah Anderson, Dreams Unlimited travel agent. Nothing. No, no. No. Hello from Hannah. <laughs> no, no hello. You just want to. Laugh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I I froze. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <My> <laughs> well, like, she oh. did like a little like a. Hmm. <laughs> That's I was yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> that was the chuckle threw me off. I'm like, huh. like no, no, no hype. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, hey everyone. Keep Welcome. you guys guessing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, let's keep it up for the rest of the show here. Uh, well, hello everyone. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Uh, we have a very fun episode coming up for you. Uh, we're not going to do basically the traditional news format that we've done for however long, for years and years and years. Instead, we're going to go a little bit more uh, open ended uh, in terms of in terms of what we speak about today just because well a the news isn't that great and b i feel like there's a greater conversation about walt disney world's future that eventually we need to have so why not choose just a random day in january to do it right before you know country bear jamboree closes down as tiana's bayou adventure starts looking more and more complete let's start talking about what's happening with walt disney world uh, but before we do that i want to remind you this is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel feel like our content you want to support us book a vacation through dreams unlimited travel it costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the incredible dreams unlimited travel agents so head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote and then i also want to mention that this show and everything that we do on the diz unlimited channel is brought to you by our patreon supporters we truly cannot make the amount of content that we do and the variety of content that we do without the help of our Patreon supporters. And that, of course, includes benefits like behind-the-scenes videos, photos, stories, uh, the Patreon post show, and it just keeps going from there. So if you want more information on how to support us via Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash Diz Unlimited. Okay, now that we've gotten through all that little bit of housekeeping up front, how's everyone doing this week? Uh, you you ready to deal with some warmer temperatures in Florida after having a nice little cold spell there the past couple days? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, short answer is no. Doing great, but no. <laughs> That's okay. You know, it's ultimately, it, we're going to make the best of it. So we have a busy couple of days coming up where our little uh, trio is going to be at spending at least one day in Magic Kingdom. Uh, we have a Tony's Town Square review planned right now uh mm-hmm. for for tomorrow and I, I believe while we're there maybe we'll also you know pay tribute to the bears because uh, they won't be around much longer and i don't think i'm gonna get rhino into magic kingdom one more day this week to say goodbye to the bears later so better happen tomorrow yeah 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love I love Country Bears, but I don't. I am not one of those people that needs to be there on the last day of an attraction. The same way, I don't really Mm. need to be one of those people who has to be there on the first day of an attraction. I mean, it's my job, but it's just chaos. I don't want to be a part of that. (laughs) It's your job to be there before the attraction opens on that first day. And then also again mm-hmm. on that first day. So I'm going to yeah. start getting a little stricter with you on that, but it's okay. We have, we have time. I'm I not going to force the- you. Uh, you, you know, yeah, you've gotten that frozen ever after under your belt forever, but eventually you got to yeah. let something, you know, take over that one. But, uh, I'm not going to force you to go to country bear jamboree with me on the final day. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take on that quest by myself, hopefully just to be able to enjoy it and uh, take it all in. I was able to, to to check out one of the shows today and i was i i mean i was blown away by how many people were there first off they were uh mm-hmm. doing they were doing shows before it even opened for cast members so i thought that was a really incredible thing that they're trying to make sure that there's an opportunity for cast members to be able to see the show without having to you know come after work or on their days off or whatever uh and then uh, it, they let they open that theater and let everyone in, and I was like, surely, surely they're going to close it eventually. And they basically filled the entire theater, and it was super wow. packed. People were having a great time with it. I can only imagine how much worse it's going to get over the next couple of days, uh, leading up to the big closure on January twenty sixth. Well, after park operating hours on twenty sixth, officially closed on the twenty seventh. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a, it's a real doozy. And I was even going to like circle back around to get in one more show, uh, do that trick that I love doing. And I, you, there was no standing room inside the waiting room area. This oh. is going to be an insane couple of days here. But, you know, it's bears. Why wouldn't there be? But we're not just here to talk about bears. The today. bears. The, the bears. I, I want to make that. I would be that, okay with it. Just talking. A, a, a one hour tribute to the, the country, country bear bears. Right, but we only have 15 minutes, so... <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, if we really oh, wanted to dedicate some time, we'll, we'll go into the history of the movie and go through the entire movie and how, you know, the movie was better than the attraction ever was, but... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to upset people too much there, but uh, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, anywho, <laughs> anywho, uh, the jumping-off point for this conversation that I believe we are going to have today is surrounding Tiana's Bayou Adventure and uh, work on Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I, I'm just going to call it Tiana's, I think, for the rest. I can't continue just saying all all three words of the name. It's just too much. It's way too much for me. But TBA. Work, TBA. Okay, there we go. It's <laughs> uh, for the rest of the show with TBA. So mm-hmm. work is progressing rapidly on TBA. And, uh, it, you know, I... Am more and more blown away every time we see it in person. I believe we talked about it a little bit on last week's show. Uh, just the amount of uh, foliage that they've added to the hill, the salt dome, whatever we're going to call it, uh, is <laughs> ridiculously impressive. Uh, one of the things I will say, though, that is still very jarring to me is that on you know both sides of the attraction, you still have that very familiar uh, Splash Mountain uh, clay-like color. On both sides, right. kind of ruining the uh, ruining the entire look of it a little bit more. But 
you know, there's still still a lot of time to go. I'm sure they're going to add more foliage and really fill that in and, and take away a, a lot more of that. But uh, TBA is churning along, and we know it's going to open at some point this year. Still don't have an exact date on it. Country Bear Jamboree, the uh, the new version of that show, is going to open up at some point this year. And as part of the press release for Country Bear Jamboree, when they announced that, of course, at the bottom, there was the the little bit that said, stay tuned for more details about what is happening with Frontierland. And so I kind of want to use that as the leaping off point for all of this. These projects are going to get wrapped up and we know what technically is in store for Disney parks in the future, Walt Disney World parks. But where do we think it's actually going to go from here where do we want to see it go and uh we know you know obviously something could happen beyond big thunder mountain uh we we know that there's plans in place for disney's animal kingdom and the dino land usa area but besides those uh what do we really want to see even with beyond big thunder what do we want to see with that? So uh, I am just going to jump right in and say uh, I am on the fence about Frontierland in general. I don't I don't know how you two feel about it, but as I was taking some time there today to stand around and look at it all. You know, I, I know right now the big rumor is with Frontierland that Pecos Bill will eventually be closing because that will then be more closely integrated with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And I do think that that, that needs to happen. But Frontierland in general, like as I was looking at it, really, it starts right where the restrooms are and kind of that alcove like it really branches off from liberty square you have the restrooms then you have the Frontierland shooting gallery and then that kind of morphs into the trading post and and country bear jamboree and then as you just keep going you get to pecos bill eventually with splash mountain and and big thunder mountain railroad but is it necessary at all to have a frontier land anymore or is is it still going to be necessary because you know in general with with big thunder mountain railroad would it make sense to just pop that there but also with tiana's bayou adventure i'm not sure you know we've had this discussion since the first day it's been announced how does it fit into frontier land is frontier land too broad of a term or is it just all disney and it's all made up and we shouldn't really be losing sleep over over any of this uh hannah any any thoughts on that well i just want to say that's not what we do here at the Diz. we do lose lose sleep over these things but i will say it would be shocking to lose (laughs) lose an actual land at Disney World, especially since there is a frontier land in Disneyland, it just seems so much part of that history. But I'm with you. It, it's confusing to think about. Obviously, we don't want to lose Big Thunder Mountain. I don't think we're going to, but to have Big Thunder Mountain, TBA, whatever's going to happen with Pecos Bill, Country Bears. So you're kind of flanked by Country Bears and Big Thunder Mountain. I don't know how you make the stuff, aka. Tiana's and Pecos Bill in between makes sense. And then really, I don't know how much space they have to work with, with the shooting range 
and that gift shop that's there because they're they're pretty narrow. So I don't know if they have the room to expand on the other side. I am always shocked. Like I kind of forget that the shooting range is there and Disneyland has one as well. People seem to use it, but it also it seems like a waste of space and also something that's kind of not really relevant with the times anymore, I guess is a nice way to put it. So I, I am frankly not sure how you blend Liberty Tree, then whatever's in between, then Country Bears, then Tiana, then Big Thunder. I know that's not very helpful because I'm sure we're all scratching our heads, but I do think, as Craig said, that putting more of a Tiana tie is important. I would be very sad if we just got the attraction in a gift shop. I would really like to see some of that great food. And I think Pecos Bill is way overdue for an update. I will also say Pecos Bill, on the other hand, is a large space. So in comparison to the shooting range and the gift shop, that would give you a lot of space to do either a different restaurant or maybe even another smaller attraction and I, I don't necessarily, though, want Pecos Bill to turn into a table service just because I think Magic Kingdom with the volume mm-hmm. needs that quick service space. I think that's important. But I even love, you know, out at Disneyland, uh, what is it, Rancho Del Zocalo? It's Mexican mm-hmm. food. I think that's okay, you know, or uh, more than okay. I like it. So even something like that would be a welcome addition. But I think at this point, if you're going to do those changes, it needs to be more theming, more Tiana. But honestly, I have no idea how they're going to tie that in. And I'm assuming they're going to do something with Tom Sawyer's Island. So it honestly, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to it. And I, as sad as I am about Country Bears closing, I'm just very excited that they are keeping a version of it and investing in a classic attraction. I think sometimes with Walt Disney World, I get frustrated because we have all the space, unlike Disneyland, and we're constantly just replacing or getting rid of things we have. And you're like, man, could you just freshen it up or give us an addition without taking away? So I'm hopeful, but man, I... Tell you what, it's a good thing I'm not an Imagineer because I don't have a clue what to do with that space. Yeah. I, the one thing that I was thinking about while I was standing there, it might be a little bit of a, a cop out to do this, but you have Tiana's Bayou Adventure uh, there and Pecos Bill. Yeah, like everyone says, it makes the most sense to just turn that into uh, a New Orleans-style Tiana restaurant. And then you have this little New Orleans-type land that's plopped right in that area. Uh, You know, technically, that could still be frontier land, as I saw someone point out in chat. And it it works from – if you think about it as Liberty Square being the colonies and how those progressed, everything beyond the colonies could technically fit into frontier land, starting with the Louisiana Purchase – uh, you know, Kentucky, everything over that direction. So it can still technically work, but if they wanted to put a moniker on it without even calling it like New Orleans Square or something, heck, even take take a page out of their old playbook and go New Frontierland in that way and have that be that little section. And then Old Frontierland could even just be, you know, stop right at right at Country Bear Jamboree and then technically make Frontierland that 
Tom Sawyer Island and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And that's kind of connected there because honestly, with Country Bear Jamboree, I, I know Grizzly Hall is there now and maybe it will remain Grizzly Hall. But for some reason, based on how they're describing the new show, having like all those different styles of country uh, being involved and, you know, it just feels like it's going to have a little bit of a classier look, not that like down mm-hmm. in the frontier style look to it. It's going to be something a little bit more polished. I almost feel like they should just lean into that and make the new grizzly hall country bear jamboree more like a a grand old opry setting and so you have like that nashville and then go south into new orleans and then you're kind of going out west from there and and it still kind of makes sense in a way but ultimately i don't i don't know the the name Frontierland though just the more i think about it yes it, it describes what our country was like for a while but something about it like maybe it's just that i'm saying it too much over and over in my head and i've lost all meaning of the word as that happens from time to time but <clears throat> something I don't, I don't know something's just what year did me. um what year did big thunder mountain open it's not an opening day attraction right no in 1980 i believe yeah. And then Splash Mountain was, what year was that? Splash Mountain was 92 in this park and 89 at Disneyland. Okay. And so Tom Sawyer's Island was opening day though, right? Tom Sawyer Island was opening day. Yes. Please don't um, test me on any more knowledge. And no, no, no. Sorry. So my, my point I'm trying to make is like put myself back in 1971 and you come in this park and we have Frontierland and let's chop off those parts, you know, like so Big Thunder and Splash Mountain is that Frontierland is very much built on, um, you know, you got to think in 1971, it was people that were born in at least probably the 40s, if not earlier than that, are the ones who are designing this land. So for them, you know, they're growing up is, is still like, you know, excuse the terms here, cowboys and Indians and that sort of a thing. And, you know, like very, the very cliche, stereotypical, um, generic depiction, American depiction of those, like on black and white television, you know, Bonanza and, um, gun smoke and stuff like that. And, um, Lone Ranger and things. And uh, so I'm, you know, when, when that opened, I'm sure there was a lot more where it was like, wow, cool. You know, I, I think about it in terms of like Universal Studios, Hollywood still kind of has that Western part of their back lot, you know, that's like more for the ride than anything else, um, more for their um, studio tram tour. So it, it, it is definitely um, a dated part of Americana. But, so it, I think sometimes people confuse history with theme park entertainment like if they were to get rid of frontier land it's not Mm -hmm. them trying to erase history it's them trying to keep this part of the park like relevant to modern day interests you know and what the interests of the future may be and i I think we very much kind of have collectively as a society kind of moved past that like the you know the 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 shooting gallery and things like that that is definitely still part of that like old you know like kids growing up like cowboys and stuff like that. And um, so I, I, I'm as much as I think like people love it and, and that sort of thing. I, I do think it's a very old fashioned sort of look. And I, I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with it. You know, Knott's Berry farm has their whole ghost town area and stuff. And, um, but I, you know, as we were talking about it, I didn't really think about country bear in that mix where I was like, okay, well, 
if they do beyond thunder mountain then aesthetically that not aesthetically yes aesthetically but i'm going to use the word aesthetic twice in a row aesthetically that aesthetic can continue on starting at big thunder mountain and move past it so like i don't know if it's about like getting rid of it or if it's just about relocating it do you know what i mean like i don't know what they have Mm -hmm. planned for back there i know that they said like we've been dreaming about Encanto. we've been dreaming about these things yeah whatever just tell us just don't do that anymore just tell us what you're actually you're actually gonna do you know um i I think i don't know I think it's more complicated than that, and I'm sure that's part of what we're going to get into with this conversation. That's obviously part of the point of it. Uh, I so the one thing that like also plays into this is like our frontier land, while it came together very nicely, is also kind of an afterthought because you know if you go back to the opening day of of Magic Kingdom and the plans a, to to come this. with it, well. It was never well. It was never originally supposed to necessarily be Frontierland. Pirates of the Caribbean is what screwed it up because all the guests mm-hmm. came that knew Pirates of the Caribbean from Disneyland or heard about it come to Magic Kingdom and said, "Where's Pirates of the Caribbean?" Not there. So then they have to build Pirates of the Caribbean. That threw off the plans for the Western River Expedition, that entire area that then eventually kind of morphed into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And then, you know, we get Splash Mountain, even though that wasn't part of it. But there was a water aspect part of the Western River Expedition as well, too. So, like, that entire – that was supposed to be the flagship part of Frontierland that just completely went away because of Pirates of the Caribbean. And, you know, on top of that, to add insult to injury, then we get a terrible version of Pirates of the Caribbean compared to Disneyland. And now looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, wish I, you know, wish that never would have happened. But I digress on that. So, like, I also don't. Okay. Well, have, let me, let, sorry. I was just going to say, sorry. I don't have necessarily the same attachment to Frontierland because Frontierland, even though it, was part of Magic Kingdom, and it, I'm happy it extended the way it was. It was never the frontier land that it was necessarily supposed to be at Magic Kingdom, and it kind of feels like this afterthought, in my opinion, of, hey, you know, Disneyland has it, and so we extended it to Walt Disney World, too, but it was never quite the same. I think there's a lot of things at, like, the more we're talking about it, the more, you know, like, I, it's hard because we're speaking off the cuff, and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm sure people are going to get upset with whatever we say, but I, I thinking about it is like, okay. in it's purest form, right? The, 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 the idea or the, um, the development of magic kingdom, you know, you've got your frozen in time part of like main street USA. And then like, for me, the Tomorrowland is supposed to be that sort of frozen in time, like fifties, like that very positive, you know, you know, um, uh, um, what's that type of architecture? Where it's like all the bubble chairs and the the six like mid century modern, yeah. So it, like it's supposed to be like that sort of frozen idyllic sort of a time, and then we have you know um, Liberty Square, you know, and and what did they say that was supposed to be like the eighteen hundreds or something or. Um, or I don't know. I, our server at that restaurant told us like about the progression of time through there, which was mm-hmm. interesting. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's some interesting storytelling. And then Frontierland, I guess, would also be that like frozen in time, like you know, manifest destiny. You know, Westward. You know, you know, um, 
moving out there. But I don't know that any of those lands are really delivering on any of that anymore, with the exception of like maybe Main Street USA. But and so it's kind of one of those things where if they start chipping away at this land like this, you know, and they there isn't cohesion back there. Is this the beginning of the lack of cohesion in the park that'll eventually, you know, 50 more years down the road be like, it's just a park with a bunch of things in it, you know, like Hollywood Studios, I would argue is. I I was going to bring up Hollywood Studios in that because Rhino and I had a conversation via Tap House Talks about what was missing in Hollywood Studios. And I think probably the number one comment that we were getting from that was, the issue with Hollywood Studios right now, what it's missing is a lack of cohesion. And I mean, we we talked about it to an extent, but not as much as apparently other people see it with that park. And I don't think Magic Kingdom is necessarily struggling with that. I, I think there certainly are areas because obviously there is a lack of cohesion with Tomorrowland. That's like the Tomorrowland curse. Fantasyland, I think, is successful at it. Main Street USA is. I'll argue that uh I'll I'll argue that um I'll I'll argue that uh Adventureland isn't cohesive to me either. Like not <laughs> Uh, no no offense to that in that way but i've never really enjoyed it with random you know aladdin in the middle right in the tropical area and then the caribbean plaza further down like that just that never really uh was that never really was something that i felt was cohesive frontierland i still feel like there could be some cohesion in it uh what i will say is so far as people have been chatting about it bringing it up i think steve porter's actually had the best idea and it's definitely controversial i wish he was actually in on this right now to bring it up himself but steve said drain the rivers of america finally and just pave it all out and then you can connect Frontierland that way and make mini new orleans square on the on that little side and I, you know what? It's a bold know, idea. It gets rid of the riverboat, but could yeah. we live in a world where we don't, don't have a so. waterway in Magic Kingdom? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't, I don't not agree with what he's saying, and and that would solve the problem of Tom Sawyer Island, right? Which I do feel like it has become not just at this park, but, but I would argue at Disneyland as well has become. Um, useless i don't don't want to say useless like it still is a place to go but there's there's not really reason to go there i don't know you know what i mean it feels like i'm i grew up in carver massachusetts which is the town next to plymouth and i believe plymouth at one point was named one of the most disappointing travel destinations in the united states because people go to see plymouth rock and you get there and you're like oh it's like this big (laughs) you know like it's not that big and so i feel like tom sawyer island sort of has that same thing where you're like okay here we go we're getting on the raft we're getting over here and what you know and so it's just one of those where i don't know like do something over there but but i i just can't i feel like one of the in my brain in your mind you think about the people who are coming you know from like these landlocked areas that don't have bodies of water around them or don't you know didn't grow up you know on the water or, or or the west coast or the east coast or whatever you know are seeing this i i just can't i still think there's something about when you walk through that area and you see that riverboat and it is a boat you can ride and you go around like that 
that is something that is still like a feat that is cool. Like that is, you know, whether you say it's not exciting, whether you're honored or not, it is still one of those things that is so unique, such a unique experience to these theme parks that I, I would hate to see it go away. Like I, 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 it is one of those where like, if you could move it or whatever, but it's kind of being like, well, we could also demolish the castle and put something there. You know what I mean? It feels like very strong words. (laughs) So I, I feel like it's the same way I feel like you have that idea where you could never change what Main Street USA is because that is, you know, as much as I'm like, it's a company and it moves forward and things like that. It feels like that is where the um, heart and soul, where the seed of like Walt's thought, the genesis of the entire thing begins there, you know, and I feel like the boat is another one of those like it's the castle, it's the boat and, you know, and everything else you could, I would argue get rid of it you could get rid of and i think you know i, oh, I know wow. people are like well how to mansion or the whatever those things but <laughs> i i'm like i just don't think I, also why are they doing this when they could be doing something in tomorrowland i mean i know we have tron now but like i feel like get rid of indie the indie speedway geez that is just a giant plot of land like like you know like like continue what you started with new fantasy land over there maybe you know instead of these like beyond thunder mountain things and and stuff like that you know i i thunder mountain that area has stuff in it you know very popular attractions tiana's will be a popular attraction whether you're sad it's not splash mountain anymore or not it is still a very exciting attraction and thunder mountain is a very exciting attraction so there's like two marquee attractions back there so it's kind of one of those things where i'm like now we're gonna get lopsided i feel like yeah i mean (laughs) Tomorrowland, we can always sit here and complain about Tomorrowland Speedway and the the nonsense of that. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon with that. But Magic Kingdom, you know, for beyond Big Thunder Mountain, I feel like when they're talking about that, like I'm, they have to go be they have to go beyond the berm. Uh, that's the only thunder mountain <laughs> like well to go beyond big thunder mountain i mean if you think about it it's right at the edge of the railroad as it's going around so you have to go beyond the berm and if you've ever looked at like a google map image there's obviously uh there's obviously a lot of room there uh if, for people watching this you can get the kind of idea this is looking out the left side of the train as you're going around i mean Yes, they use backstage areas for a lot of reasons, you know, bear storage when they want to have a bear eventually <laughs> come into the park and play around. But they have <laughs> not those kind of bears, <laughs> buddy. Uh, they have quite a bit of room to work with on the other side of the train berm in that way before they really get uh, before they really get to where like the road actually does make it impossible for them to continue on building. And right now, a lot lot of this area just i mean you know it is technically being used for it's being used in the sense that you know there's there's parts of it that the uh, the train of the railroad that that get used on that side like you have what you know kind of feels like outdated compared to some of the changes that they've been making you have the native americans sitting around you have this random horse watching this man try to you know drown himself in and that goat in water 
and uh, oh, that's not and, a goat. That's a no. Coyote. That's a. <laughs> I believe that's some sort of coyote dog. So there, there's a little bit of props there, but beyond that, it's really just it's really just rooms. So they're talking about going beyond the berm with that, but. In in general, uh, we did lost we lost Hannah, so I I wish we she could have her input on this, this right now. Yeah, she couldn't stand for this, so it's going to be a lot of the gentlemen right now until we can figure out how to get Hannah back in here. But uh, <laughs> o- overall, overall with it, like I don't I don't know where they're going with Magic Kingdom. I don't know if they're going to go the Encanto route, which to me also doesn't make sense because like. I I don't know. I guess technically with Big Thunder Mountain, it's not too far of a leap to also say, you know, Southeast United States and that goes into uh, that goes into Central America and South America. So it's not too far off uh, to to keep everything feeling cohesive and thematic. But I don't know that now that now that it's been brought up with Tom Sawyer Island, it's a lot of wasted space. And the magical house would be. Would be perfect in New Fantasyland as part of the Indy Speedway. <laughs> Dump that stuff, put a, build a house right there, and we're good to go. And it fits in great. <laughs> like honestly, you know that's what I mean? not a terrible idea either. It could definitely have a home in in New Fantasyland, but and then that wouldn't ruin the berm aspect of it. But I I don't know. I I mean they have to they have to expand because another reality of all of this is that. Walt Disney World is not going to add an extra theme park. Uh, I still, I, don't think so. yeah. I, I, I love, love, love everything about Universal, and I will always be a fan of Universal the same way I am of Disney. Uh, that will, that will never change. But Universal, in my opinion, is putting themselves in a very, very tough position with Epic Universe because they will. They will gladly find people who want to work at Epic Universe. They'll find people that are excited, that already working at Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios that want to go and work at Epic Universe. I think the problem is they are adding a theme park that's going to be fully, that's going to need to be fully staffed in a world where there are still I don't think there's enough of a workforce right now in Central Florida to fill those theme parks. And I think Disney's in the same boat. So that's why they're not counteracting Epic Universe with another theme park. Yes, there's enough stuff wrong with their parks right now that they need to fix those and address those before moving on to something like a new theme park. But overall, you got to find people to work these parks, too. It just can't sit there and exist and say, here you go. Enjoy it. What don't you know? And I, it feels like all the construction and everything that's been going around here and all you see everywhere, these apartment buildings getting built left and right and everything like that, that the population boom that's happened here in the last four years, I, I don't, I, I, I think it, I think it's just like pay people better and more people want to work there. Maybe like, I also think it's like one of those jobs where you're kind of like, I don't know. I, it, sometimes it can be great, and sometimes it's the worst of humanity walking through there, and so it can be a little bit of a strain, you know. Well, so I, I'm not. I'm not saying you're not true. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Well, yeah. You're, well, you're stuck in a loop then. Of okay, if they want to pay people more, then they have to raise prices, and they have to find these new ways to draw people in to want to work, but that's just it's going to then just in turn make everything else more expensive uh, apartments in the area will definitely find a way to charge more for rent 
if you then have people making more money. I mean, it's the current problem with Central Florida, and I'm sure a lot of places around the world where, you know, it's just everything has gotten out of control. So I don't Mm -hmm. think that's I don't think that's an immediate an immediate way to solve everything. And we'll wait and see once universal opens Epic universe to see how, how that's handled. They're going to throw everything into that park. And then we're going to have to see how it impacts universal studios as well as islands of adventure. And if you start to see, you know, kind of a downturn there because everyone's focused on the bright, shiny new object in the room, I, I could definitely see that happening, and I think Disney would have that exact same problem if they tried to open up anything bigger. So they have to start better utilizing the space in the current parks they have. They have to detach themselves from the history at certain points, the same way Walt mm-hmm. would tell them to do. These aren't museums. Keep moving forward in that way. Keep innovating. Keep coming up with with new ideas and leave some stuff behind yes it sucks that we lost back to the future and and king kong back in the day and jaws for all these updates at universal but it paid off and put them in a position that now they can be where they are opening up a brand new park and i think disney's kind of got to get bold with those decisions too it's going to piss off a lot of people especially the ones who are very nostalgic and want the parks to remain the same way that they were when they were coming and they want it to be the same way when they bring their grandkids one day but i mean eventually you just gotta rip the band-aid off and say let's let's do something crazy and i think they might need to do that with magic kingdom but that's that park's not the only problem so we still in all this i don't want to like I don't want to go on too long about Magic Kingdom here because uh, we still haven't talked about Beyond Big Thunder, really, in terms of what we would want to see. Uh, Hannah, we lost you at that point, but Rhino said, Beyond Big Thunder, who needs it? Drop the Encanto house over the Tomorrowland Speedway. Not Not a terrible idea. But what do you want to see beyond Big Thunder? And do you want the Encanto house to be dropped on Tomorrowland Speedway? I, I think you could go either way with. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Am I back for real this time? I'm sorry, guys. You are. You are. I know everybody's excited for the the new studio, <laughs> but no, I I would be I would be absolutely fine with that because you could tie it into Fantasyland. I also think Frontierland. Maybe that's the direction they're going in. Where I want to say New Frontier, but I guess that's more of going to space, but almost like new adventures is kind of what they're going for. I do think I I would be fine with Encanto going there. I also think with Disneyland adding Galaxy's Edge effectively to Frontierland, I've learned to kind of not doubt Disney that way because I remember when they first announced it thinking, okay, that's kind of strange. And it, it is tucked away back there. But Frontierland now, even Disneyland, it's a very small section of a pretty small park. So I think it's possible. I think we should keep, obviously, Big Thunder Mountain. I don't want anything to happen to that. But I don't think there's a problem with putting something like Encanto in that, that area in the section or in the middle and also kind of to Steve's point, I guess if you're going to do that, like why not pave over it or do something like that? Cause I, I feel like that's what Disney's going to do. Like, I really think 
that they're going to put in Kanto or something like that out there on Tom Sawyer's Island. And then, you know, maybe they're able to tie in the theming to some degree, but I, I just, I really think that's the direction they're going. And when you drive, so you can actually drive past the Grand Floridian Resort and see kind of back behind there, even as a guest, as a lot of locals, that's how they cut through to get to Wonder Garden. And there is space back there. So I think, you know, expanding the park is a great idea too, but I, I would say no one's going to miss Tomorrowland Speedway, except, you know, Disneyland still has Autopia and that's, you know, again, small park takes up a lot of real estate. So I, I just, I really think they're going to do something with Tom Sawyer's Island. And to your point, Craig, I am a Disney purist. I am always that one who is sad about changes to Disney, but usually like I would say nine times out of 10, I'm happy with it. And I think, is a Disney World local, an annual pass holder, at some point it is that realization that we are not Disneyland. We are not a locals park. Disney World markets to the guests that comes every five years. And as much as I don't like that, that's how it's been. And I think they've got the data to back it up. So Encanto is going to bring people to Disney. I'm not sure a new... Oh, I can't believe I'm even saying this because I love Country Bears. I don't think a new version of Country Bears is going to make anybody, you know, book a Disney World package for next year. So I I think making big moves like that, just like you said, and like Universal is doing, they really don't have a choice at this point. So, yeah, I, I say put in Kanto and at Tom Spurs Island. Just go ahead and do it. And... One thing I do want to point out, too, is that, uh, you know, Beyond Big Thunder was only mentioned the the first uh, at D23 Expo, right? And then Destination D, they didn't give an update to it. They did give an update to Animal Kingdom at Destination D23. And that's when, you know, they had Encanto kind of mixed in there, too. But I, I honestly think that... There is nothing set in stone. I don't even think with Animal Kingdom that there's a guarantee on Indiana Jones as much as people are screaming about it. Like, well, it makes the most sense. And we know for a fact from Imagineers, I'm literally, we've lived through this with Disney now that until something <laughs> is official and it's being built, I'm not going to believe anything because if we're in that game of believe everything that we hear from a person or that's even announced, then we'd have Hyperion Wharf instead of Disney Springs or whatever that was supposed to be called years and years and years ago. So uh, it's but I'm I'm that type of uh, pessimist when it comes to to Disney that I I can I can only believe so much. I mean, I trust that they have the best intentions and that, you know, the projects that they're passionate about and they want to build that they're going to go forward with it, but you know, it's it's very easy to sit around and say we want to do this and these are the ideas then actually to create them and and start making them a part of everything. But uh, another thing that I think they're going to run into, though, with Beyond Big Thunder, and I'm sure it's part of the plans, eventually, if they go back there. Uh, Hannah, we talked about it earlier. You talked about quick service with Pecos Bill being replaced. That needs to stay quick service, but they're going to need to add a lot more dining to Magic Kingdom. And I don't have plans for that, but I I, I think dining is one thing that uh, that needs to be addressed in both Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. 
because it, it's just not it. And why are they still yes. messing around with the nonsense of the diamond horseshoe just serving the same stuff at Liberty Tree Tavern? Like, oh, so invest sad. Into that, invest into that space. But dining, dining needs to be looked at in Magic Kingdom in particular. I think that's a very, mm-hmm. very weak spot. I, I agree. And I, I do feel like the trend is kind of going towards maybe with Disney World, these are well. And I feel like in Disney and in, in general is that things are geared more towards high end experiences. And so I feel like with Disney World, especially we've gotten some very exciting or new table service restaurants. I, you know, really other than Satuli Canteen, I don't think we've really had an innovative quick service restaurant that has a lot of theming and has a large space more than, Oh, here's a pop-up come grab a fun ice cream cone. So, and I, I think especially for those guests that come, let's say every couple of years, like I was talking about it's important to be able to give options to people that don't make reservations 60 days out or don't have a couple hundred dollars to spend on a table service location. And there's no way around that. And I will also say now I love table service restaurants. I used to spend way too much money on them when we first moved down here because I wanted to eat at one every single weekend. Now with a toddler, we can't even do it. It is very hard for us to even enjoy a table service restaurant. And I'm sure there's a lot of families in that same boat where we don't have three hours to sit down and enjoy a meal as much as we want to. And then also one thing we run into all the time is that the weather here in Florida is a unpredictable and B it's usually very hot. And so having more indoor locations like Pecos bill is actually Mm -hmm. a, a positive thing. Just give us some, some better food, please. So Disneyland has, I would say Disneyland doesn't really have table services figured out, but they definitely have, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that shade, but they do definitely have quick services figured out. And I wish Disney World and Disneyland could talk together, but they don't because they're two different things is how they feel. So, <laughs> yeah, Thoughts, Rhino? Uh, no, I completely agree with what Hannah said about the op- more options for people that don't plan 60 days out. That would be nice again, you know? Yeah. For people that, you know, that they know they're going to go, but they can't lock in that date until it gets closer. I feel like they're always penalized on experiences like that. And it would be nice to kind of have a return to a little bit more of, um, you know, sporadic, you know, um, dining. So, yep. No, I, I, you know what? Ultimately, I don't care how they get the food in our mouths, uh, just as long <laughs> as they find the quickest, simplest way possible uh so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna complain about it at all but yeah food is food is is lacking and i i don't know though i also i think about like disneyland with their quick service and i i don't know after the last time that rhino and i were out there i'm also like i'm not sure if if disneyland's quick service is even holding up strong for me there was you know for uh, uh, but I'm I'm not I don't want to get us down the road on this this debate. <laughs> Disneyland still has great quick service options. I almost also think that Disneyland shines with more of their cafeteria style 
settings like a Plaza Inn and even now how they handle uh, Tiana's where, you know, you walk in and it's it feels it doesn't feel necessarily as quick service with Windows, but it feels like a cafeteria in that way of choose what you want. They'll slop it on a plate real quick right in front of you. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Walt Disney World might need more of that kind of, uh, you know, following the same vibe that they have at some of the the uh, some of the resorts. But yeah, food, food is a is a big one. So uh, another bold question I want to ask in all of this uh, in the past couple weeks, you know, there's been more rumors about Universal and the future of Universal, uh, you know, Orlando Park Stop always Alicia always working to make sure our minds are blown about what's happening next with Universal and uh, dropping the bombs that uh, potentially the Simpsons will have uh, not a lot of years left at Universal. Uh, I would be in, surprised. I, you'd be surprised if they... they... I, I mean, go through it. Go through it. Sorry, go through it. Go through so, it. I mean, essentially the rumor goes that The Simpsons <laughs> is about to reach its contract uh, expiration because I believe that would be... It, it opened in like 2008, 2008 2007, seven? somewhere yeah. in there. So it's yeah. up at the 20 years and Universal has to decide if they want to reinvest in it. And uh, The Simpsons is a complete different product from even 20 years ago. Uh, they now having that relationship with Nintendo, I believe uh, Alicia mm. said that you know they're looking at Pokemon with that area, which has been rumored for Universal Studios uh, quite a bit over the years, and you know it makes sense with it. But if Universal drops the theme park rights for The Simpsons, should Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Parks, should they invest in The Simpsons in theme parks? I mean, obviously yeah, Hollywood won't. Studios is the way to go, but. You you think they won't? I don't think they will. I I, I don't I don't yeah. I I think they should. I mean, it's so much content and it's clearly still going. I mean, probably not for many more years. I would assume because eventually people are going to start passing away, and I don't think they'll want to do the show if Marge <laughs> or Homer, you know, if one of these actors yeah. who's playing them passes away. God forbid, you know, um, incredibly talented people. But it, it's one of those things where it does have so much. I could see it maybe ter- being something where they do like an experience like a Jacques Lindsay's or, you know, b- you, you know, where they build something like a Moe's or so, you know, I, I, mm. well, I don't even know. Cause it's not, it's not their brand, right? It's not that super right. family friendly, all segment brand. Cause that's the thing. I mean, I guess the Simpsons kind of is, but it's still like, I, I'm trying to think like what could they lean into because everything is very tongue in cheek on the Simpsons. So like I can't imagine them making like maybe they do Krusty Burger. I I could see it them investing in it in terms of like a food or a lounge, something like that. I I can't I don't see them making like an attraction because it seems like lately too everything is geared toward very uh, something that is very modern and coming out. Because if they were going to invest in stuff like that, why don't we have more attractions based around like some of those early 2000s movies, late 90s movies and stuff like that. There's nothing with like Hercules. You know uh, what I mean? There's nothing with like right. Mulan really. Stuff like that. And so like I I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'd love it. <laughs> so I will at least counter that with, uh, you know, we at the end of uh, the year in December, we got told that Voyage of the Little Mermaid would be replaced by another Little Mermaid show. So they're not sacrificing (laughs) that. I think they genuinely look at what is popular. And while we have a massive nostalgia for 
that Renaissance era up until the end of it, right up till that Tarzan period. I don't think that that's what's going to pull people in the same way Hannah said, I don't think people are booking for country bears. You know, you do have to have some fan service in there, but at the same time, I don't know if a new Hercules attraction is going to pull people in maybe like a Hercules show, but that also feels, you know, way, way overdue. And let's look at it. I mean, Princess and the Frog came out in 2009, so it's taken uh, taken 15 years to get Tiana an attraction. Uh, whether Encanto comes to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom, oh, we're looking at 10 years out from when that movie came out until it's probably actually all, all said and done and finished. So gosh. Disney is still playing that game that of sad. just being a little bit <laughs> no, behind. No, you're, but you're agreeing with my point. You are you're not you're not countering my point. You're emphasizing my point. Well, to an extent, but <laughs> I still, but I disagree. I don't think I think they can still pull back onto what sells. That's why Disneyland last year had a Lion King show that ran for however. That's why Tokyo makes an incredible Beauty and the Beast attraction. In terms of the Renaissance, I think they care about four movies from it. They care about Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Aladdin, and Lion King. And that's mm-hmm. it. So I, they're going to pick and choose from each era. And I, I don't know. It's, Simpsons people are die hard. And I could see them wanting to exploit those people. It, maybe it, it doesn't fit Disney's brand, but Disney's brand has changed. Disney's brand now includes Marvel. And that is not the same as Disney animated movies. And, you know, you can argue the well, same thing but- about Star Wars. They are the the rumor is they're also making another Simpsons movie. Is that that's a priority right now for them? So okay. I mean that so that could also life. mean relevance. Yeah, that's a, you know not to say that the Simpsons aren't relevant. They are a they're very relevant. They predict fu- yeah. the future. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, but here's the thing: they also own Bob's Burgers, and so I I think I'm one of those people where I'd like. I, I don't, I, I know we're talking about the Simpsons and the licensing stuff, but like, look at how many they, they, they own family guy too. And I know that's definitely veering even farther away, but like all those things, you know, those there's, there's a well of that animated stuff that they've inherited Futurama, um, you know, and they've clearly invested in Futurama because right. Is, didn't they just have a season on Hulu? Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm not saying it's, saying that there isn't interest in using those brands somehow i just in my mind i just i don't i mean i agree with you i think hollywood studios is a would be a great opportunity to really invest in the animated those animated worlds somehow you know and um i for one would definitely go go there and be there but i i don't know it just seems like I don't know. I mean, I guess they did Star Wars and they did invest in Avatar because I was like, it just seems like lately everything is skewing so much younger. And and I mean, for like little kids, like and I'm right. not saying that that's wrong because they've done things like Avatar and Star Wars, which are definitely family oriented. But, you know, the, Tron, like they those things like skew into the teenagers and older, I feel like, you know, and so I I. I and I feel like the things I just named are definitely skewing in a lot older ages, right? Like that's, that's adult, you know, that's like older teenagers to adults and stuff. And I, I for one would love to see that happen. I, I just don't, I like, I don't know also because then what if they do, have they ever, I mean, we're in a new day and age because have they ever done something where it's like, well, we're building that 
I guess they built a Spider-Man ride. I was going to say, have they built anything that existed at Universal? And then we're like, well, we'll do it. Their Spider-Man ride was not better than the Universal Spider-Man ride. No. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, I was, I was about to say, I can't imagine them rebuilding something that was once at Universal in terms of, I know it wouldn't be the same attraction, right. but you know what I'm saying? Like that sort of thing. We're like, got it now. Like and it's ours. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Universal did a good job of building the world of the Simpsons, but the main attraction of it attraction. is an awful ride. Um, to where well, when, makes me very sick. when the spinning <laughs> ride that sits out front of the main attraction is more fun and entertaining, yeah. that's when you know it has a problem. So Universal did also a great didn't... job of bringing it they... to life, but yeah. the ride leaves a lot to be desired. Well, and remember the ride was, it was just the ride for a long time. Yeah. It, that, that Simpsons mm-hmm. area only expanded. Like, I mean, that ride was definitely there for at least like five years before I think they built Springfield. I mean, I could be way wrong, but well, Springfield like, was like it, 2013, 2014, right in there. So. Yeah. Cause I was going to say that building out of it is really what makes that land. It's not really, it's not the attraction. Right. The attraction, if you're not familiar, it, it just took over the back to the future attraction that was there before. So it was like a retrofitted ride. So even then the investment they originally made into this property wasn't like, wasn't all in it felt like you know what i mean it was i mean yeah you got rid of x to the future and stuff but instead of building a brand new ride which i feel like they would do nowadays it it had to fit into this thing that was there and it was it you know using it as building a crusty land attraction within a theme park i think is just <laughs> it was a genius like i i think that was a lot of fun um you know and sure. i would love to see a fully realized springfield usa you know um I don't know. Okay. Let me let me post this to you both. Um, I'm going to get Hannah's take on it first and then Rhino's because I know he's going to be eager at this. Disney's Hollywood Studios, <laughs> lack of cohesion, mm. as people have said. We've said it ourselves here, too. Double down on the park again. Leave leave Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway right where it is because you just you're not going to take well, get rid of yeah, it at this point. Mickey Mouse ride. So yeah. right. uh we have we have Muppets expand upon mm-hmm. the Muppets. You have right. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Keep that. They have room to expand that as well. Expand that. Get rid of Pixar. Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Well, and right. I think I think you have that as a possibility. I don't think Disney's ever going to be bold enough to really do anything with Marvel beyond the little bit they've dipped their toes in now with like Guardians, yeah. unless they start turning around that studio and getting some hits again that doesn't have ties to universal and those properties, then I, I think we're going to be out of Marvel for quite a little bit here. Um, so looking at the rest of the park, expand Pixar beyond just toy story and the little bit that they mm-hmm. have there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe where Indiana Jones is in that entire area, echo Lake, make that Fox animation courtyard. Area. Yeah, for sure. And that, or, and then Ooh. Pixar can take over where Launch Bay is or if that turns into a DVC lounge or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, but <laughs> there's there's real estate in that park. And oh, then a lot of the only the only thing you have is is Sunset Boulevard that is tying you back to the old park, which that obviously could change. I mean, we've seen them change up Tower of Terror once before. It's very possible they could do it again. Well, and do, they've done they've done a retheme of a theme park before too because we've seen it at California Adventure. So they have. So right, and that's and go, same going to Hannah first. What Hannah? Yes, are you in on that concept? 
I am absolutely in on that. I, I think that would make sense to me. And I like Sunset Boulevard. I love the theming of Hollywood Studios. It is a era that I wish I could have lived in. But I think, yeah, you can just isolate it to that L shape and that's fine. I do think that even though the Fox animation, that would be very exciting. One issue that we're having right now is my husband and I love Hollywood Studios. There's not much for Owen to do there. And that, or that's not a show, at least. Um, really, you just have Mickey and Minnie's, and then you have the swirling aliens, swirling saucers, and that's it. So I would like to see more there, especially, I think, if you're not, let's say you're not a Star Wars fan. Like, I know families that Hollywood Studios is not a priority from them at all because they have young kids. They're not a Star Wars fan. And so then you're left with, do we go for the one roller coaster and Tower of Terror? So I think it does need, I, but I think, like you said, I think Pixar could accommodate that. So if you expanded the Pixar theme, I know we've won a Cars Land for forever. I doubt we'll get it. That would make me so happy. Or even the old, you know, I know there was a rumor about the Monsters, Inc., roller coaster for forever ago, I would still be excited to see that. And how old is that rumor? It's like 10 years old at this point. Maybe more. So, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, there's probably, but there, there is, there's a ton of space in that park. I also feel like I miss the events that they used to have at studios like star Mm -hmm. Wars weekends. I wish that because these things are not going to happen overnight. So I wish that they would do, because Epcot has all these festivals. I wish they would have those at other parks. So we're not talking about an after hours, a ticketed event, something that is included with your ticket, because as much as I'm hyped about these ideas, I'm also going to be the person who complains about the construction walls for 10 years. And as a travel agent, it's going to be really hard to sell people (laughs) on coming to Walt Disney World until those things are built. I just, I also feel like that park needs something right now for families, um, just something extra. Because there, there, as much as I love that park, I find myself going less and less because, you know, with a young kid, we do the same two things. And then we sit at baseline, which I love. But, you know, I mean, that's he's a kid. He wants to ride rides and play on playgrounds and things that studios doesn't have. Yeah. And there's a very simple fix to to this. And it's one that I, I didn't think about until we were in California with Rory and taking him around and discovering his love of of carousels. And it's like, OK, Hollywood Studios has, uh, you know, they have uh, uh alien swirling saucers but why don't they have a carousel why don't they have a dumbo style ride i every park in my opinion should have at least those basic off the shelf rides that have the disney touch to yeah, them epcot has but nothing. epcot doesn't i mean we would have had a mary poppins one uh, <laughs> that would have been oh. great that still could be great uh but like epcot needs this hollywood studios needs it animal kingdom uh, maybe throw in a carousel, but they're, they've, we've got, they have, they we've have got the dinosaur right now. Spin, though. Yeah, yeah, we've got that. So, right, but for, for, for now, until Dino Land goes extinct for either Indiana Jones and Kanto or question mark. But yeah, why <laughs> they could easily fix that at Hollywood Studios, like very, very Just quickly. Just the, the Jesse carousel from California Adventure. Like, uh, they, they already have a one. Toy Story themed one. 
we'll make another one and dump it over here in Florida. Okay. <laughs> Put it on the truck and send it to Orlando. But I mean, yeah, no, those things would go a long way. And I know that like, if you don't, I get it. Like my son is two. I came to Disney most of my life without little kids. That's not exciting. But a lot of people do have little kids and this is not a big investment and it doesn't take long to put up. So just, you know, give us something in the meantime. Yeah. I feel like easy wins there, but Rhino, I'll let you go now. Um, so oh, we're talking about where the real estate, is, you know, is, and I, I mean, I agree. I don't have kids and I probably never will, but the, I, you know, I, I, I get that need for that a hundred percent, especially as somebody who used to work in that park. Um, you know, I felt that when parents would be like, what do I do with this kid? And I'm like, I don't know. Take him out, honey. I shrunk the kid's playground. I'll probably split his head open. And we'll have to call an alpha unit, but at least he'll have fun for a few minutes. <laughs> so like, I, I feel like, um, if you were to level, the whole animation courtyard because it is useless the literally right now i don't care about that little mermaid show like get rid of you know the the um (laughs) what 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 what's the star wars area launch bay get rid of that we don't need it like you know that and then um you know where the i mean they probably won't because the club 33 is up there but get rid of the you know well and i guess that building is also connected to um the brown derby anyway I say there's some way to go from the behind, like where, where, um, where, uh, the roundup barbecue is, you know, you keep going back that way. Mm -hmm. So you can put the, you can add that carousel, like you talked about, make the rock and roller coaster, the Incredicoaster. You just use the same video stuff that you have from California, plop it in there, add the, you know, we know there's music. I'm sure that we can add this, the whole storyline into that, you know, and then that can be part of that because they have that cars experience that's over there. And like we said, like connect mm-hmm. those stuff and then you have your Pixar land and you can make that definitely way more kid friendly. And then you talked about living in the water at, at Magic Kingdom. You know, Echo Lake is pointless. It is useless. <laughs> I get that it's supposed to be kind of like the tar pits. I don't, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like I'm fine. Leave. If you want to make Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, like Tower Terror and stuff, and you want to make that like Hollywood land, you know, and when you first come in, that's cool. I like that. And then do what you're talking about on the left there with all this like new animation stuff or whatever. The thing I feel like with Hollywood studios, when we said earlier, it's not cohesive, I don't have a problem with that because everything at Hollywood studios more or less is built into like the media of it all. Like it is all movies and shows and that is okay with me. Like I don't need a land. I like, I don't, it doesn't bother me that there, that, that, that stuff, it, some, what bothers me a little bit. And this is the same at Disneyland is that star tours is not connected anywhere to star Wars. And mm-hmm. I, like I get it because at the same time, I'm also like, this is still a good Star Wars ride, but it's one of those where I was like, enough is enough. <laughs> like, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I just either pull Star Wars Galaxy's Edge forward at, at, at Hollywood Studios, or maybe it's time to say goodbye to that ride. But I, I, for me, I think the thing with Hollywood Studios that's great, that is a really open opportunity is the fact that there isn't that cohesion. So we don't, I don't know that we need all those lands and everything like that. Just plop stuff in there. Cause it's just the park of adventure. You know, it's just the park of movies and things. And that is the theme, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and that can be that, you know, it doesn't have to, not everything has to be a land and stuff like that, but that park is so close. I feel like, because, if Galaxy's Edge could just get itself together and have actual characters like they do at Disneyland, because it, watching Brooke 
and and all the people that were interacting with like Chopper and Ahsoka and things like that there. It just and then having walked through the one here the other day, it just brings that land to life so much more than our than ours Amen. is is doing. And and I, I just think that's a problem that they just don't care about or for some reason, because there's no return on investment or anything like that. But I just I it, it's like if they could just get one more really solid area in there that park would be golden. And that's my problem is that magic kingdom objectively offers the most in terms of experiences and things to do. And people will always go to the magic kingdom. It is not the park that I think needs the attention right now. It is still Epcot. Get that business together over there. That park sucks (laughs) and get and and do Hollywood studios. I'm going to say this though. I I think, I think Dino land is the big one that needs to happen sooner than later. So I agree too. And I, that's honestly fix Dino land. And then I'm okay with Hollywood or with animal kingdom for a while, especially knowing that we're getting Zootopia inside the tree of life. I'm fine with that park for a while. Yeah. That figure out nighttime eventually. And, can, but and Avatar is still can, newish. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's, there's still. I, I think that park will be fine. Magic Kingdom. I think that just needs help from the fact that the more, the more you can increase the attendance to that park, the better off the resort will be. Epcot. I'm gonna give a hot take on this one, but outside of fixing imagination, maybe finalizing plans for Mary Poppins to bring her back in the redo with like Spaceship Earth, maybe Mission Space. Beyond those projects, I'm fine. Leave Epcot as the park park. Leave it at that central park. So when people are sitting here saying, you know, oh, don't get rid of water features and and leave that relaxing atmosphere, make that all that Epcot's about. Make that Epcot's badge of honor that they own and everything everything. else go crazy with utilizing all these spaces that I feel like are kind of a waste of space. And Echo Lake is a waste of space. Uh, Ryan, also, Echo Lake is a real lake in Hollywood. The La Brea Tar Pits are over by the the Grove and... The, oh, I just the thought because the dinosaur it's, was in the lake. No, that's I, I was th- that's oh, just that's, right. that's just Gertie being there. But Echo Lake is right below Dodger Stadium in that area of gotcha. Echo Park. So, uh, but your point still stands. Bulldoze the crap out of it and uh, level that off. Say goodbye to primetime Hollywood and Vine. Say goodbye to Gertie. <laughs> Move Gertie. Gertie can be placed anywhere. Yeah, I'm not. I'm um, in, yeah, I you know it, put, place Gertie somewhere else. And if you still have Sunset, then put Gertie over there. She'll make sense standing right where uh, right where Beauty and the Beast live on stage used to be because that also needs to go. Because I don't want to watch the, oversized teacups dancing around uh, any yeah. longer. Get rid of I, that <laughs> Frozen Ever After building. They don't know what to do with it. Like that can go too. The American Idol building, whatever. Like I get that we like you know that I'm, I don't. I'm not knocking the uh, fact that there's a show that kids can go watch i'm not knocking that part is sing along and stuff i'm not saying i know i know that building was built to be when it was remodeled when i was there it was it was remodeled so they have all those rooms in the back the audition rooms that are now where you like meet characters which is fine but like move that stuff pick it up put it into animation courtyard okay where the animation should be not not launch bay and you could put Frozen in there or something, you know, like the artists, the area where the artists used to draw all that stuff. There's all those rooms in there that are just wasted space. Well, 
the the tough part about that is original Galaxy's Edge plans when it was just Star Wars in general that was all supposed to be gone. That's where you know they were going to have the cantina was going to be right on top of uh, Mickey and Minnie's vacation fun or whatever it's called there with potato land photo op at the end and (laughs) Olaf meet and greet and you know all that shouldn't be there it's still a relic of what survived I'm happy about it from what's that I would say it's a band-aid I mean I'm I'm not hating on it but yeah I think it was just like a oh we have this face let's quickly patch it I don't even know if you have to remove all that though if you took away Indiana Jones and even, let's say, Star Tours or just Indiana Jones and Echo Lake. Could you not do something there? Maybe not a whole lands, but you could add an attraction for sure. Like, because that's the oh, other thing is like, kids. I as a local. Right. And I but I'm starting to get stressed is like, I like the uh, these ideas, but I also am thinking about, man, that is a park with not a lot. And then you start taking all that away. And it's like half the park is going to be walled off. Like, well, what are yeah, we going to do for the next 10 years? You clearly didn't live <laughs> here while right. they were building Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> oh, I, well, I did part of it. Well, it was wild when that, when they like closed Streets of America, they closed the Backlot Tour, Lights, Motors Action, Streets of America, and like all that stuff. And we're just like, this park costs the same amount of money to go to as the other parks. And you're like, hmm, really? And there was like no Fantasmic yeah. at that time either. I don't think you know. It was just one of those where it's oh, like, oh, you're right. It was wild where I'd be like, how do you get off like charging people the same amount of money? But people paid it and people went. Yeah, I I have no attachments to the Frozen sing along. I think it's an entertaining show. Uh, I the only attachment I have to it is if Jollywood Nights comes back. You know, I would I really enjoyed the Nightmare Before Christmas sing along as much yeah. as like sing alongs in general. The three or four times I saw that show, not a single person was singing in there. So maybe they need to like revitalize the entire sing along idea in general. People clearly want to see a show. They don't want to sing along with it. Uh, save that at home for your VHS tapes and Disney sing along <laughs> songs. But I, you know, I have no attachment to that. Get rid of that. Get rid of vacation fun. And at this point, I'm like, if anything, let's just regress with Hollywood Studios. Let's put, let's put, uh, sounds the, dangerous. Let's put, yeah. Well, even be, <laughs> before that, the, uh, it was the, Oh man, what was it called? That how like it was like the creepy. They were it was like a haunted house movie or something. I've never been there uh, before that. It's I forget what that one. And then where where Frozen sing along was that was the superstar television of which uh, yes. I need to remind people that it's been years since I've reminded, but I was a part of superstar television. I played uh, Thurston Howell the uh, Third as part of Gilligan's Island. So uh, I at this point I would rather them just like go back to that. It was a weird concept. It worked <laughs> in what that park used to be. It wouldn't work now, but I don't know. Frozen is that where you could ride the bumblebee? Uh, no, the Bumblebee was part of uh, back in the back lots. Uh, so the back lot tour would end, and then you would have the buildings that you oh, walked okay. the through that, that eventually became, oh, yeah. Um, right. yeah, that eventually became Millionaire, and then you know Toy Story. Well, and now it's it, there's another pirates. there's another building that was still back there that was used for convention space. That was an exit. So like all the all the props and things yeah. like that were in this dark room that was like our bathroom was above it. And Monster I used to like, that room's haunted. Don't go in. It was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was. It was like dimly. It was very like night at the museum. And I was like, I ain't messing around here. I don't want one of these things. I don't want that big hyena to uh, wake up and bite me or something. 
Yeah. Well, I've, <laughs> Alex here gave me the uh, gave me the help. Monster Soundstage was what it was before Soundstage. Uh, that's right. So, uh, been been a long time. We know, of course, Rhino. You never experienced it because mm-hmm. your mom would bring you down here and say, "Okay, one day at Magic Kingdom and one day at Universal Studios Florida, and that's all you get." And you shut up. We rotated. Like we rotated the two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, you didn't have the blessings of Hollywood Studios back in the day when it was MGM and was quite fantastic. But, um, she heard I, it was terrible. She just wouldn't well, you're Sandy. Her wrong. So she wasn't talking to the right people. Uh, the last thing I just want to throw out there, we're going like way over on this one. I, we got, we now in hindsight, we spent too much time caring about Magic Kingdom when there was clearly bigger topics to approach. That's here. the argument I'm making. Hi. Well, we, we might have to extend this argument to another time where the news completely sucks. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to ask. Are we okay with Disney Springs right now? And are we okay on the hotel front? The only thing I request from the hotel, can we slow down on DVC? And I'm sorry, DVC people. I know you love yourself a good DVC and you want more DVC. And it's just you want it to gobble up the entire world of Disney World. But I I don't know. I'm just I'm getting tired of it. Stop trying to sell me into timeshare from here and just get back to making making solid hotels last strong yeah or just give us both i i feel pretty strongly about this because i love fort wilderness i am staying in a cabin in a couple weeks because i wanted to stay in that very typical fort wilderness themed cabin one more time by the way uh the cabins are officially switching over on july 1st and Mm -hmm. dvc members can start booking or buying points i think as early as february 1st and I think, so I will say I'm not a DVC member, but we have lots of friends and family that are, and they are currently struggling to get DVC reservations. So maybe it seems crazy to me because I do feel like there's too much DVC, but I guess the demand is there, whatever they're selling it, I guess it's fine. Just don't give us something else, right? Like if you want to build DVC for every DVC, build us non-DVC. And I feel like especially... With DVC resorts, they're all deluxe resorts with the exception for Fort Wilderness. And so for the family who is coming as a value or moderate resort guest, there is not a whole lot of new. There's not a whole lot of options. So I would love to see some new life run into the all-star resorts or even additional resort more in that price point. Because everything right now is so deluxe resort, so DVC heavy. And while it's selling really well, I think we're also missing out on another group of people. Like that's great that there are people that can afford that and it's selling. But I also think there, why not expand it even more and allow for more families to be able to afford to come to Disney World? So I, I would love to see more of that. If you want to keep doing DVC, that's your prerogative. You just got to give us other stuff too. Yeah. It's, I, and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll say it a little bit more clearly here rather than just completely crapping on it. But I, it should, you shouldn't have to lock into a year, however many year commitment in order to be able to have more affordable vacations. I mean, start, mm-hmm. start bringing the price of the hotel rooms regularly down and 
get them get them more in line rather than saying, you know what, you can have a really affordable vacation to Walt Disney World, stay in a deluxe style setting as long as you sign away thirty to fifty years of your life, and then you're you're great on that. Don't worry though, you can use it other places, and you can obviously, you know, you can always rent out your points and you can sell it. It shouldn't go through that much. You shouldn't have to go through that much just to have an affordable vacation and get to stay in some really cool places. And I mean, we can. We we can go blue in the head on this. That's not even a freaking phrase. I don't know why I'm what? saying it, but <laughs> I, I know I st- I don't know why I started saying it. But like literally, we, blue can, in the we face. can talk blue in the face. I don't know. We can talk nonstop about how it used to be same. in the '90s and the 2000s. You know, I I I can I will always talk about it where it's like I remember coming with my sister without my parents for the first time and like wow it's a a room at Pop Century $79 a night like this is doable and so much in the world has changed and I feel like you know if I have to look at it and I'm gonna start blaming like DVC partially on top of Disney and on top of all these other changes that have made Disney resorts even more unaffordable. And then, yeah, you look at it, it's like, okay, All Stars is the most affordable of what's out there. And, you know, it's, I don't know if that's, that's fair either, but that's a whole different topic. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I feel like we, I'm taking it down a negative path and I didn't want it to be that. I want to be hopeful right now for What's with the, chat for the for? future what's that i said that's what the chat's for the negative path i have my uh, phone open and i saw somebody make a crap comment so i was like right when you said that but um you know i in terms of hotels i would love to see um the investment in like another value or a moderate resort that's like the theming yes. that disney used to be like like an art of animation style theming like you know heavily themed but you know, when I was thinking about it, I was like, uh, um, I'd like to see them build another Star Wars hotel because I, but I'd like to see them build the Star Wars hotel like one of the pop centuries or like, like art of animation where, you know, like you can still keep that fun theming where like the pool is the waters of Naboo or something, you know, and then you can, and pull that stuff that worked from the, the other hotel, you know, like you can have, build in a restaurant there that can have a guy a dinner show you know but then there's also quick service that you know and then it can have the bar just bring that bar over and exclusive to guests you could have lightsaber training and um piloting you know whatever and in in the simulators and um make that that's a perk of staying there but make it make it moderate I, i would assume that would be like moderate price but like so it's like it's still a hotel but we're just having fun you know what I mean? Like loosen that up a little right. bit. Um, and I, I'd, I'd like something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm good with Disney Springs though. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. You know I'm what? Happy. I'm okay with Disney Springs too. Believe it or not. I, oh, actually. Minus, sorry. Sorry. I brought a, I brought my friend there who, who she hadn't been to, um, Walt Disney World since she was like 15 and so I was she was like oh so are we about to go to a theme park and I was like girl no um and, uh, and she was like so what's here and I was like a lot of stores that are also at the outlets but there's food and I was like trying to explain it and I was like and I was like it's a lot of stuff where I was like it's not really stores I would go to but at the same time like I do go to them and so I was like it's just a shopping district. And I was like, yeah. it's trying to keep, you know, people and stuff there. I mean, she enjoyed herself and stuff, but it was funny. Like 
I, I love having that experience with people who haven't been, you know, to these things and just being like, hmm, how do I explain what this is to a normal person? Right. Who doesn't, I don't want to be like, well, this is the old bottling factory over here. You know, like, I, oh you know, gosh. They, <laughs> so I, I was just like, it's a shopping district, you know, but. No, I, I mean, I, I think there's, I think the, the, the way Disney Springs is going with like, so we went, I went back to, um, the summer, summer hoose on the lake there. And, uh, um, sorry. And, uh, yeah, I still agree. I think How that was place it? is way too much money. It was, it was better. I got those poke nachos that I had wanted. Um, and, uh, nice. the bread was warm this time. The bread was warm. They're all right. The, all the right. Puff things, but I still like the drinks for the price of the drink. I'm like, it's, not, it's just not. I don't know. It does. It, it's fine. It doesn't do it for me. Um, aesthetically, I enjoy it, but um, that's what they wanted to eat. And so that's where we went and ate. And, uh, but it was, it was just like, I was like, if they, I just keep doing this, keep, keep giving us new options, like eat, you know, and um, mm-hmm. the, the, the restaurant, not eat. I'm not saying eat, you know, and then we, we get to eat at eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes. I feel like it's been moving in the right direction, right? Like it's still offering new things and yeah. it, it's refreshing itself. And, and so I, I've been enjoying that. Yeah. Out, outside of world of Disney and the Lego store. I mean, I don't care about any of the shopping at Disney Springs and I'm completely okay with it because I see people walking around with bags and bags and bags of, of Lego. Uh, mostly, I feel like that's what yeah. I see more than anything else. And then the random well, Coca Cola in, in there. Uh, we always do. Uh, but true. no, it's, I see a lot of people carrying bags from the different, uh, the different stores all around. So they really does serve a purpose, even if it doesn't for me. But I'm okay with that because they offer enough of the counterbalance. You know, they offer enough food. They offer enough snacks. I mm-hmm. still love the fact that salt and straw has never picked up here. So basically anytime I walk into disney springs and i leave the movie theater i stop and get my ice cream and i usually walk straight up to the counter and get it immediately i i am happy with it well i'm not gonna walk across the street and get a five dollar cookie that's just like deflated and sad i didn't and get cookies. fourteen dollar what was it fourteen dollar pie fifteen dollar pie they summer yes. i did almost should get be the lemon pie today. again but um, no no but i did i did i did take her i said we're not getting cookies here and i took her to the east end market gideon's and guess what i did walked right up to the register and yes, ordered four cookies. <laughs> so and we sat outside and we ate you know ate a bunch of them and i gave her the rest to go um but yeah so yeah, I was just I, like, I was showing her that and I'm like, this is, they have one at Disney Springs, but you would have waited hours. You know? like, yeah. Right. I mean, and that's it. Like, I, I am so happy for Disney Springs being so busy and you've got the drinks there. So there's definitely a reason to go and the coffee cake cookie. But I'm like, if, if you're really talking about vacationing and if you have the rental car, it's just worth it to go out there. If you have to Uber, that's when you really start after thinking about, okay, is the time I wait in line or to come back, is that worth what it would cost to drive all the way out there and get the cookies and come back? I mean, that's everyone's decision. Yeah. I'm, I'm weird about that with time is money. I will often take what is, uh, what should be the faster one and then spend more time than if I would have just waited in line to begin with. But. I'm also mm. a glutton for punishment, so don't follow my advice here. Uh, what's that? And ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah, just get a, just get ice cream. Don't go. Don't get summer house cookies. Don't if Gideon's is too long. Don't don't get Gideon's. Just get that ice cream. Hmm. Even when it's fifty degrees outside in Florida, just get that good salt and straw ice cream. You'll regret it because you're advice. like, this was eight dollars. How was this eight dollars? 
It's delicious. I can't tell you. It's Welcome just delicious. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, Hannah. I feel like that's a great place to end this as we're you know, bordering on. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. The bordering yeah, on the right. ninety-minute mark. What movie is that from? Uh, Independence Day. Not uh, a Disney that. movie. Yeah. I never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> the classic yeah, Disney so. film that they could lean into that if they want to now too. <laughs> or Pretty I mean, Woman. Or Pretty Woman. <laughs> Imagine if they added those to the Hollywood strip, the Hollywood land area of. Hollywood, Hollywood strip. New, yep. <laughs> new, yeah, I know what I said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what that Disney's Hollywood Studios is missing. They're missing Ladies of the Night, just uh, <laughs> stretching up and down Sunset Yoo-hoo! Boulevard. <laughs> 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 well, handkerchiefs going. I'm deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> that'll be another argument. We we went over Fox Animation. Now we've got to really start mining those other Fox properties because they're they're Great out showman. there. I know Rhino's still pushing for that Greatest Showman attraction, the Sound of Music attraction. It's, there's a lot that he wants, and as far as I know, that's the only two movies that Fox ever made prior to Disney buying them. I don't think there's been any more. I could be wrong about that. Oh, Alien. Sorry, forgot about it. Yep. I want to give Alien credit too, uh, but not Alien. So I think that was. I do want to give a shout out though. um, This conversation (laughs) where it leaned leaned into is that I filmed a baseline tap house yesterday about Disney hills that you would die on, um, and uh, or tap house talks, excuse me, and uh, the sound of music hill. And the sound of music was was one thing that got brought up, and um, but it was about uh, things. Part of the conversation gets into if the great movie ride had not been. Um, demolished like how could it have been updated and and so some of those things you just said were part of the conversation so um just mm-hmm. you know keep an eye out for that i don't know when that's that's coming out Th- next week probably um but uh um, just stay tuned here's the thing i'm the puppet master so i'll figure out well, when, i have a shopping video it, still, so. that's <laughs> yeah you have the shopping video and we and have uh, dcl shows if jackie recovers and our oh, dining jackie. review we've got a lot we got a lot yeah we we got a lot yeah. to to cover so I, I and i also want to take this as as we're wrapping up here as a a chance to say if you enjoyed uh kind of how open this conversation was uh go back into the archives and watch off the rails uh because that's basically what that show was uh but and also seriousness uh we're we're gonna try to have more conversations that feel like this on our patreon post show that we do again patreon.com slash diz unlimited uh you know so you get a little it kind of has a little bit of this feeling with a little bit more movies tv being thrown in uh jackie both complaining about seattle in the summertime but then praising it in the or complaining about seattle in the wintertime loving it in the summertime and you're just like, well, if you hate it so much, why did you move away? But that's again, that's we we hide that kind of stuff behind a paywall. So <laughs> just so you're you know welcome. what you're getting, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Rhino? You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but no, uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash disunlimited. If you want to help us even more, uh, give us support, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. You know, don't buy that DVC. Book that vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel using an amazing travel agent like Hannah that uh, I'm sure we'll get like comments me. today. Let let Hannah talk. We wanted to hear what she said. Instead, those two guys just nonstop cut her off. No, it's okay. Y'all gave me a break today. I'm not mad about it. Just over yeah. here, mind my own business. Okay. With her Stanley. Stanley. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm basic. Humble brag. <laughs> Yeah. My Daisy, Daisy uh, sweatshirt. I going to uh, say Daisy and a, a Stanley. Oh, my goodness. It's a lifestyle. 
It's a white woman's Instagram over here. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> well, that was the Bo Burnham song. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, yep, I caught that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we will have to run a poll later. Who is more basic, Hannah and her Daisy slash Stanley, or was Erica more basic with her Taylor Swift cardigans? And I, I don't I'm, like Taylor Swift, so that gives me one one bit of street cred. Oh no, edge. it doesn't. Everybody's gonna be mad at me. Hannah, ah. yeah. I think we <laughs> just became best friends. Show. We just <laughs> became best friends with that. So. We need to end the show. I, I we need to end it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna start losing clients. I love it, and oh. I love the Chiefs. Uh, okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. And if you are listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us ratings and reviews so more people are able to find this show uh, but that's going to do it for us today first off thank you so much to everyone who took the time to tune in whether you are watching or listening i really really do appreciate it uh, we appreciate having you here and hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we enjoyed having it uh, rhino and hannah thank you very much for participating today and having this very long and very open-ended discussion with me and i can't wait to do it again real soon but uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Diz Unlimited podcast. Again, I really hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again real soon with another show. But for now, we've reached the end, or should I say the beginning of your future. Goodbye.